0: Wishing you had a green thumb or want to learn more about sustainable gardening outdoors and in? Expert Green Divas and Dude Gardeners share tips for everything from composting to growing herbs in your kitchen. Listen to the Green Divas' Green Thumb for low-stress gardening tips. Okay, this is our first gardening, our first formal gardening segment that we're formalizing. I mean, we've talked about gardening before, but this is the new Green Divas Gardening segment. And I'm so excited that we have Allison Hoffman, also known as Allie, and now hopefully Green Diva Allie, um, who's out in Chicago calling in to talk about some green. She is, by the way, a green, um, a garden mentor and coach. And she's calling in to talk to us a bit about, gosh, it's been a late spring, but getting started.
1: Yes, thank you, Meg. It's uh, it's really been. Everybody talks about the polar vortex, and I didn't want to say those words. <laughs> in but I think over a lot of the country, we're we're having a late spring a lot of the small bulbs that you might have seen uh, coming up three weeks ago here in Chicago are just now coming up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So if you normally, in a a warmer year or a normal year, you might be able to start gardening at the end of March. Right. You know, cleaning it up. And we were under snow. Yeah, yeah. So, and actually it's supposed to snow today.
0: That's what I heard.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. but in the meantime, there are some things we can do. I'm saying that we need to distract ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we, in spite of the fact that a certain store with orange all over it has got uh, <laughs> summer. <laughs> Who will blooming, remain
0: nameless. That's funny.
1: Summer blooming annuals out there. Really? Uh, because they were helping. Oh, yes. They have Lantana, which is something you can grow in 110 degrees in Texas right, right. in the summer, and they've got that out ready to be planted now. Wow. And what happens when you spend your money and your time and your gardening energy out of all the hours you have, you only have a full amount of time to do gardening,
0: Yeah.
1: is that you plant it and they'll rot, and then you'll think you're not a good gardener. Right. And that's not true at all. It's just that you planted them too early and they rotted in the wet soil. But here's some things you can do okay. if you'd like to hear about them.
0: Yeah, I do. And I'll tell you, I just want to say real quick that it's funny. Usually by now I'm itching to be out in the garden, and I've been slow. Um, I, my instinct just hasn't been there, and I've been feeling guilty because I just don't feel like gardening yet. Until this weekend, a little bit, because, of course, it was like 70 degrees. So um.
1: Yeah, it, it'll, it'll do that bouncing around thing. Um, now, in Chicago, we're in Zone 5. And our average last frost date is uh, May the 15th.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're around May so, 10th is safe, yeah.
1: So you wouldn't want to be planting lantana or petunias or tomatoes. <laughs> no. Until more like May 15th to June 1st. Yeah, yeah. So you're not very far behind now. Everything's going to catch up to the right place. Yeah. A lot of the things that, like my uh, my snowdrops and my And my crocus are blooming at the same time as some of my early daffodils.
0: Mm -hmm. So they're all
1: catching up to each other.
0: So I cut you off. I'm sorry. You were going to tell us some of the ideas of things we can do now.
1: Well, the most important thing you can do is get your notebook. (laughs) And I can give you a site to a notebook that you can write in when it's raining on you. Oh, good. we're often doing that. Yeah. And make notes about this looks like it might be dead, but it's not really. And I, I think a lot of people are getting ready to dig up their shrubs now. Yeah. A lot of the evergreens look like they're dead. Right. Or they've turned a funny color. Yep. And, and a lot of them are not dead. They're, they're just experiencing winter burn. Okay. From the sun or the wind or the very cold temperatures we had here. And they get something called bronzing. I
0: think I have so, that with my would my boxwood do that or that that little
1: yeah okay. the boxwoods have got it yeah. some of them do that every year but it's it's worse this year Yes and the yews are doing it and a few other evergreens will bronze in the winter but the, the and that's you know you want to get out there especially husbands I, I noticed want to did <laughs> um <laughs> Not to be sexist, but there are a couple of things men like to do in the garden, and one of them is dig things up. And, yeah,
0: yeah, and thank and God and, they uh, do.
1: Yes, yes. But the bronzing is usually just uh, a temporary effect. By June, you'll know whether it's alive or dead.
0: Okay. Now, should you if cut you want, off the bronzed area?
1: You should be able to kind of rub your hand against it, and they'll drop off. The oh, that's okay. Coming on. Okay. And if not, then you're probably going to be shearing them anyway sometime yeah. in June to get your shape back. And if not, you can just kind of shear them off anyway. Now you can go take go to the stem and scratch it with your fingernail. Okay. And if the stem has got a little bit of green showing, it's still alive. Yep. And if it's a yew bush, for example, or a boxwood, you may. Say, oh, this tip is not alive, but go further down in and scratch it. And okay. if you see that green, then you know it's alive, it's going to come back. It might not come back on the outside two inches, so you can just shear that off.
0: Right, got it. Okay. But I'm
1: not giving up on it. I just finished uh, doing a little trim on some of my boxwoods, and they're perfect underneath. Excellent. So um, that's one thing. And unfortunately, you know, I wish some of mine would die so I could replace them. But um,
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: But make a note to yourself when you're out there assessing things. This has got a lot of broken branches, and I do want to replace this one. Okay. No snow load is, is hurt some things. And that's just a good chance to read about what's a good plant for my area for this situation.
0: Right, got it.
1: If it's, if it's with its specific uh, Needs right, uh, and then what I usually do is put a popsicle stick or something in that area that says, "Yes, I'd like to put a little clump of snowdrops right here," so it's the first thing I see in the spring.
0: So it's a it's a way of you know planning, and you can be outside playing while you're planning, but you're not necessarily right. so doing. So you're
1: it. assessing, yeah. you're making notes, and you're putting markers out, mm-hmm. which all sounds very boring. But when you're making your notes, say you want to put. Snowdrops by the back door. And then in August, you're going to put order snowdrops to plant in the fall. Right. The next spring, you'll have snowdrops. I like that. And you'll be so happy with yourself.
0: Yeah, and you're paying attention to what yeah what's happening in spring, right.
1: Now, I can't use popsicle sticks because we have a nine-month-old puppy.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-mm.
1: And she thinks that those are toys. So <laughs> I'm using a permanent Sharpie on a rock mark where i put a new thing <laughs> and uh, some dogs
0: actually like to pick up rocks and run around with them too well believe yeah, it or not
1: fortunately she hasn't done that yet uh or broken pots might work too. yeah sometimes yeah. i i use those now uh, the one, the other thing you can do now is um your spring cleaning right if you're trying to be a healthy organic gardener and be nice to the insects and the birds It's a good idea to consider leaving your winter growth up over the winter. Yes, which is what we do, yeah. Yeah, that allows, there are a lot of overwintering insects, and the birds have a place to hide. Mm -hmm. It also protects the crowns of the plants quite a bit. So they'll collect the snow, and the snow insulates them so you have less damage. So um, now's the time to get out there and cut those things back and see what's happened. Yep. And you might even start dividing a few things if the soil is dry. Okay. You could lift the plant, cut it into four pieces or so, and then spread it out and divide it in, into different different areas or just make a, a larger uh, set of plants in that area. Now, I have a question so,
0: that is completely, mm, I don't know how relevant it is, but I have a question while I've got you. <laughs> And that is that over the winter, I have this little garden. It's like my favorite little flower garden right out the back door. And the dog, I let her out there when we're not walking her. She runs out there and does her little business off to the side. But during the winter, she got confused and started going on top. And I I didn't always catch her, but she started going pee-pee on top of where my flowers were. And I'm concerned because I know that that's not necessarily healthy. Will I be able to... Will they? Will that kill my plants in there?
1: It should not kill uh, perennials. Right. That's really more of a problem with uh, a lawn, especially a lawn of one kind of grass yep. that's very babied. That's where you get those spots. Oh, it's, yeah. It's really an imbalance in the soil. Yes, it's
0: like a pH thing, right?
1: It, yeah, and and so... There might be there might be a little bit of damage but I'd be really surprised because everything's pretty much dormant yeah and my inst- gonna-
0: my instinct is to just you know do a little soil remediation put some fresh compost and soil mixed up on you know kind of fresh well, that's stuff anyway a good idea. yeah right okay good
1: composting anyway and then uh, you're not gonna let her do that in the summer so, no
0: no uh, no
1: so while they're actively growing you know the the snow melting and the rain falling is going to clear through a lot of. that. Oh, okay,
0: good. Now I, I took up the rest of your time with my silly question, but I really appreciate that. I don't know if anybody else <laughs>
1: has that problem, but I you know I do better with questions anyway. So I'm hoping people will present me with some questions. Yeah, well, you will. I want to we let people gather them and definitely
0: let people know that you're going to be blogging um, with with more information from this um, segment. And we're going to have you on again. And I want people to, to ask questions. And I think that we can definitely get interactive. And I want people to check out your website, which is everygreenpart.com. Is that correct? Everygreenplant.com. Plant. I can't read my own handwriting. I apologize. <laughs> thank well, you. sorry. Thank you so much for calling Green Diva Alley. And I look forward to talking to you again.
1: Thanks so much, Meg. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye
0: inspired to grow more organic stuff we are to learn more about this green divas green thumb episode and all kinds of other great green information visit thegreendivas.com that's t-h-e greendivas.com